Cannon Clough from America. I was stuffing the name up. Cannon, did I say it properly? Yes, you said it perfectly, actually, which is a surprise. That doesn't normally happen. You know what it is? It's because I've got a inch- like, tricky name, so I-, I make sure that I get other people's right and like, I get the pronunciation just perfect. What can I say? <laughs> I'm sure we're butchering yours. Cannon, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us. Um, I-, I-, I read that this was your first professional contract signing with the Brisbane Raw this season. What was that like at the start of the season when they called you up and they said, we'd love to have you on the team. And what was that feeling like when you signed that contract? Yeah, um, it was really exciting for me. Um, obviously, first professional contact um, and to for it to be with the Roar, who have kind of, you know, been on the edge of for a few years now and just like near misses the past couple of years and then to finally get it. Um, it was huge. It was special. Um, it's why I've stayed over here. It's why I've been away from my family for two years. So, yeah, it was really special. Cannon, we understand you come from a bit of a sporting family. Can you tell us a bit about that? <laughs> yes. Um, I grew up with two brothers, so our house was a boxing ring. Um, no. But, yeah, we do. We have a sporting family. Both my parents um, did sports growing up. Mom ran track. Um, dad played football, ice hockey, rugby, um, you name it, basketball. Um, and then same with my brothers. My older brother is a phenomenal ice hockey player and also lacrosse player, which I know is super huge over here. Um, <laughs> and then my younger brother, same thing, really good lacrosse player. He also played, they both played American football, gridiron football, um, and yeah, quite athletic. So lucky on the jeans. See, you've, your brothers have picked some of the most violent and physical sports out. Sure, how were you, like, you know, in the house being like, you know what, guys, this is my household. I don't care that you guys play these sports. I am the queen. I rule this. You know, um, I don't know. I think we definitely didn't come easy. Um, my older <laughs> brother and I were probably more competitive than most. Um, for the first probably 10 years of my life, it was, you know, survival mode. Um, but now we are best friends. Um, but yeah, no, they, now things have flipped and they are my biggest supporters in sport. And they've both kind of retired from organized sports um, and just still very active and athletic. But definitely they've got my back as far as support, which is cool. So, Cannon, you came through college soccer in the U.S., uh, not just anywhere, but at the prestigious athletic program at at North Carolina. You're a Tar Heel, which I think in Australia we mainly associate that with the basketball and with Michael Jordan. But uh, what's the the soccer program like over there? The soccer program is actually, um, it it starts to rival the basketball a bit. Um, Anson Dorans, my coach, is just a really well... um, well-versed guy. He's had 22 national championships um, Just in his career. Just that a little bit loud yeah. for the people in the back, honestly. <laughs> so, um, unfortunately, the two years I spent there, I did not receive one of those. Um, we did have the ACC championship against our biggest rivals, which was pretty sweet. Um, but, yeah, as a, it's, it's also a women's soccer school, which is cool um, to be able to say. Um, and the 
like our coach, Anson, and the men's basketball coach were always really good friends, and they shared a lot of the similar ideas and tactics as far as um, how to motivate players. So, and our coach would tell us all the time that everything had to be competitive, everything had to be written down, stats were written down, um, because that's how, if you do that in training, then you want to win games, and there was definitely something to it. Do you think that's uh, something that's really helped the women, like women's football in the States get a lot bigger because they've have that college program and women's football is, there's a bigger light on women's football over there as opposed to in Australia where it's start it's just growing gradually with the Matildas getting better. Do you think having a college program that is really consistent and competitive allows the national uh, divisions to get better? Absolutely. Um, I think that just the structure and being in an environment where you're just push to be your best all the time, um, whether that's in the classroom or on the field, like you're expected to be at your top um, in both, really. So it's pretty cool to have that full-time exposure. You know, you're on campus, you're always with your teammates. I think that's um, one of the biggest things is, you know, if you don't have the living in the dorms or living in houses with each other and spending, you know, all your meals together, um, that's kind of like a one-up on different programs because they, um, yeah, I feel like over here we get to see our teammates, we get to hang out with our teammates, we do have meals with our teammates, but we don't, we don't live, eat, breathe right next to them all the time. So it's definitely um, a bit different in the college system. So, Cannon, how does the move to Australia come about? How are you possibly persuaded to travel halfway around the world to play? What, was it NPL first? It's the sun in Queensland, Josh. That's what it is. Come on, it's the sun in Queensland. Gosh, the weather, the people, yes, the waves, everything. But um, it was the NPL for me. That's who first reached out to me um, and dangled opportunity in front of my face. And I had just graduated or was about to graduate from Carolina, and I said, yeah, I'm not done with soccer. Let's do this. Um, and then it actually fell through the first time I was talking to the coach. Um, he ended up leaving the club, and a new coach came in. So as soon as that happened, he was on to me, and then we got it sorted, and I was over the next year. Um, with that being said, I knew that the W League was the goal, um, but the NPL is a huge, really amazing pathway for that. So. Well, we're seeing more and more uh, female players get opportunities in the A-League um, from from the NPL ranks. I mean, I think it helped a little bit when we had this exodus of Matilda's players over to Europe and it opened up a few roster spots here and there. But uh, it, it used to be, um, a, I think, quite tough for players to get noticed. But now we've got all these games live streamed at that level. So, it, I mean, how does, how does Brisbane Raw get in touch with you? How do they uh, start following your progress? Did you know that you were on their radar? Yes, I did because, um, like I said, that was my goal. Even my first year here, um, I introduced myself to the coach and I just said, I want to play for you. Um, and the coach is at least for the Brisbane Roar, have all been kind of local and in the scene. So if you're involved in soccer and if you're playing week in and week out, um, and like you said, they stream all the games, so everything's super competitive, um, and they can they have access to whatever they want to see. So lucky for me, um, I got to be around those coaches that were getting to make the decisions on the team. Well, I, I have no doubt the reason you got 
onto the Brisbane Roar's radars because your NPL side, winning is a part of the fabric. Winning after winning. After Josh, you might have said, like, I don't understand how a team can be so dominant. Cannon, how do you build that kind of a culture in an NPL side? Wow. Yeah, this, this past year was a really special one for us. Um, and I think just what you said, the culture. Um, our team this year was so close. Um, just best friends off the field. And then at training, we all had the mentality of, you know, let's work really hard. Let's, like, put in the hard tackles, the, the extras. Like, the amount of girls that would show up early or stay late at training was really cool to see. Um, that wasn't here my first or a bit of my second year here. And then just to see, especially the younger girls, be super excited about the opportunity to play, even in the MPL, because we had quite a few young girls on our side. Um, and just, I think the mentality for us and the culture was just really special. It actually reminded me of what I had back at Carolina, which was really fun to be a part of as well. All right, so let's talk about your new club and your new team now. Um, Brisbane Raw, storied team in both the men's and the women's in the A-League. Um, but around here at FNR, we're, we're card-carrying members of the Katrina Gorey fan club in particular. <laughs> and to see her come back uh, after she's had a kid, I mean, how is she looking in training? Is she, uh, is she tearing it up again? She has not skipped a beat. Like, even today, we uh, redid our testing for our fitness test. And... We were talking about it after training, like, oh, did everyone do better? And she goes, yeah, I shaved 30 seconds off my time. And her first time wasn't even bad. And I was like, this girl is something special. And just to have her and Harper around, and it's super motivating to, you know, because you said earlier, a lot of the Matildas have left, gone overseas, done different things. But to be able to still have her and her experience in the setup, um, and then bringing that extra flavor of being a mom is just, I think it's inspiring for all of us. Like, we all really look up to her, and it's cool. Sorry, just picking up on something there. Does the baby make appearances at training? Is that what you're telling us? Oh, yeah. She doesn't miss a training. <laughs> she is, yeah, her attendance is perfect. You've got perfect, to start perfect. them young. You've got to start them young. Is that right, Cannon? <laughs> Honestly, we're, we're trying to have the best with female footballers in the world. So if you start them at zero... By the time they're 10, they're tearing it up like Messi. It's easy. <laughs> the odds for Harper to be the best footballer in the world are high. She doesn't miss a training. And she's got the cutest little Nikes from all her aunties all over the world. Aunties. That's um, she's, yeah, she's just the cutest thing ever. And she doesn't cry. So she's one of those babies that you just want around. Because you don't even sometimes you forget she's around because she's just so cool and fun. But it'll be cool to watch her grow up. I think that's how we ended up with Mary Fowler here in Australia. So that, that's you start them young. It's a it's a exactly. good strategy. I mean, Come on, Josh. World Cup twenty forty three. Uh, watch out, Harper Harper Gorey. <laughs> Easy, she'd be tearing it up. Honestly, we need to make a little jersey. Exactly. Come on, she she'll be she'll be like next. She'll be the assistant coach for the next game. Just be there. <laughs> The only time you'll hear her cry is when they score a goal. They'll just be her celebration. <laughs> that is so awful. Um, speaking of the Brisbane Roar, hasn't, the season hasn't started the way, obviously, you guys would have liked. What have you seen from the team so far that you guys could improve on and the ball that you have even liked that you can continue going forward? 
I think the drive from all the players and the personalities, we, ha- we have a great group of personalities within the team, um, which that's not something you can really coach or, you know, at this point in most of our lives, our personalities are set. So it's just about kind of the teething phase and speeding that process up, I think, just as far as us getting to know each other really fast, getting to know how each other play, because um, Gareth actually brought it up the other day. We had a little bit of a leadership meeting, and he said, guys, I just want to remind you, two people on the field from our starting lineup were in the team last year. And we all just kind of sat and said, you know what, you're right, which no excuses. But it's pretty cool that we have such a new team, and there is a lot of potential there, I think. So. You've said that you've only had two players from who were on the team last year. How do you? And you've spoken just recently. You've spoken now about how close and like nice the bond is with the group. How do you build that so quickly to have a team that's you know the morale stays high and everybody's going. You know what? I trust you. I trust you. We can play good football. We might not be winning right now, but I trust that we're going to get better. Yeah, I think um, it must start at the top. I think Gareth. Um, coming in, also his first year. Um, He has just been super organized, um, very transparent with us, really encouraging and inspiring, but also, you know, when he's speaking, you know who's kind of the leader, and Mm. he's just, he's taken it upon himself to earn everyone's respect really fast, which is sometimes, I think, can be a hard thing to do, Um, but he's done that, and same with the girls, really, like, I think, um, you know, we'd like it to happen a little faster and we definitely want to win games, but I do think that everyone's kind of bought in and the fact that we don't have these, any massive egos or um, things like that within the team is pretty cool because everyone's just there to work hard and um, get better and grow. So the, yeah, the growth mindset and with Gareth being the way he is as a leader, I think it's really going to be good for us in the end. So, big game coming up on Saturday, Cannon. Doesn't get any easier for you. Uh, 5.05pm <laughs> kickoff, uh, home game at uh, Redcliffe against the top of the table, Melbourne Victory. Uh, how are you preparing for this fixture? Because obviously, Victory, the star-studded team in the comp, most people's pick for the, for the championship in pre-season, and you know, they've started with a couple of wins. Uh, it's it's got to be a, a tough one to prepare for this game. Absolutely. Um, I think it's pretty exciting. Uh, obviously, we have respect for the opponent, but I think we're going to prepare like we do every week and like anyone should, is just worry about ourselves and control what we can control, and then the rest will come. Um, and if we just play together, communicate, do the, do the job that we were set out to do, I think it could be a pretty exciting one. Like, you always want to play the top team because then if and when you knock them off, then everything changes. So we're excited. Um, the morale is good at training, so it'll be a fun one. So you're just going to focus on playing your own game and, and not worry too much about adjusting for the opponent? Or you know, do you think there'll be some uh, some sneaky tactical tweaks from Gareth during the week? Well, obviously, now it's not the first game of the season anymore. Everybody's got film on each other. So I think, you know, we've already 
started the tactical stuff for the week. Um, Gareth is extremely organized. <laughs> Someone call it OCD, but he's ready and he has passed on information to us that is extremely valuable, extremely important um, areas where he thinks, you know, we should attack and what we should do in certain areas. So I definitely think we have got it. Yeah, we've got it down. So we just got to do our job. Well, make it happen. I have no doubt that they will figure it out because I've watched the, f- the first two games and they've you guys have actually played really good football, just have been a little bit unlucky in scoring um, some goals and, you know, finishing it out, but your football has actually been really, really good. I want to ask, you're, you're, this is the first season for A-League Women's fans to see you. What type of football, what type of uh, defender are you? And, like, how, did, how, did you, how have you modelled your game as a player? I like to be, that, well, in defence, obviously. You want to keep a clean sheet. That has not happened for us yet. But personally, I just want to dominate my area um, and then be able to help the teammates around me and the teammates all over the field um, in their areas as well. And I just, I guess I want to be the girl that never stops working and that um, helps make it happen for her team. Absolutely. Well, Cannon, before we let you go, we usually ask everybody who comes on the show, who is a uh, A-League women's player that they should be looking out for for the rest of the season? Oh, is that in our team? Yeah, could in your, be your team. Your, could be I... another player you've seen in the competition so far. Anyway. I mean, it might be unfair. You haven't been here that long. But uh, we're, we're trying to improve, to explain this, we're trying to improve the knowledge base of the A-League women. We're trying to bring new fans on board. So who stood out to you, either watching on TV, on the pitch, or in your squad that we should keep an eye on? Uh, I think, um, you know, personally, I'm looking forward to this upcoming game, and I don't think she's going to be here for the entire season. I'm not confident in that, but obviously Lynn Williams is a someone to look out for. Um, but I think in my team, we've got a, some very young weapons. Um, what do I want to say? <laughs> I always put everybody on the spot. Everybody, I feel like I should prep them and be like, guys, I will be asking you this. I, I, this is my fault. <laughs> I always do this. I no, apologize. I, I love questions that put me on the spot. <laughs> I like to be a little uncomfy. But to be honest, I think um, people should look out for Marielle. She's, mm. I have the opportunity to play with her in Lions, in the Lions setup, and also now, um, fortunately, Roar. And she's just one of, she is a, an absolute workhorse. And with her futsal background, she's pretty cheeky on the pitch. Um, is it because she's Brazilian? So, you know, I, it could, maybe she, I, I think so. Like, she definitely grew up with a football at her feet. Um, but yeah, and she's just all around good teammate. She's going to, you know, even if she's at one end of the field, she's going to run to the other end and make sure she helps out. Um, her job's never done, so she's always a player to look out for, and she's fun to watch. Like she gets the crowd going when she does little chips, little fakes, just little footwork, and that's you know, everyone loves an exciting player to watch. So it would have to be Mary Else for me. Well, I mean, that's actually written into your contract. If you're a Brazilian player coming to play in the A-Leagues, you, you, you have to get the fans off their seats. Otherwise, we're shipping you off again. So uh, just as well. Exciting. 
See, that's what I feel like that's, that's part of like a contract bonus. So she's got a bonus every time you know the crowd gets on their feet and they clap for her. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a bonus every nutmeg. Exactly, easy stuff. <laughs> Cannon, oh, man, you. if she got paid for nutmeg. Wow. <laughs> be the league's highest earner. Cannon, <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Best of luck on the weekend against the victory. Uh, we'll be watching. Uh, we'll see if uh, you and Lynn Williams come up against one they another. They might, the actually. I was just looking at this. They, they, you guys might line up on the same side of the field. I do believe that could happen. Yeah. So got my work cut out for me, but I'm very excited. <laughs> Can't uh, wait. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for, having, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. Nice talking to you, and hopefully I will talk to you again soon.